What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like, being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Black and Therapy, where we are discovering journeys, dismantling myths, and declaring our truths. It's Sarah Ashley here, and I'm here with my dope co-host. What's up, y'all? Donna in the building. Donna, how you feeling? Mm. I know, right? Deep side. Deep side. Um... So, I know I, I was supposed to be ready. I should have known how I feel, but I feel like I'm feeling and I do this with my clients like let's bring up a chart are you feeling overwhelmed are you feeling stressed are you feeling distressed are you feeling hopeful I feel like my moods right now are more in between like hopeful um and um a little sadness I'm kind of feeling at the intermix mm -hmm. of both but how you feeling today um I don't know how to describe this feeling like when you have a decision to make like mm -hmm. kind of in it like I'm feeling yeah. good, right? Mm -hmm. I feel good about life. I feel good about where I am right now in life. But I also have, like, this weight, I feel like, because mm -hmm. I have a decision to make. Maybe, like, overwhelmed because you have, like... Not overwhelmed. Just heavy. Mm -hmm. Heavy. Like, a heaviness, like, trying to weigh my... Options. Options. The risk versus the reward. Um. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Okay. That's how I feel. So, let's jump into some current events. Uh, so, the first thing is um, Naomi Osaka. I think I'm saying her name right. And she is the tennis player. Mm-hmm. My phone died and I had the actual, but you know it, that's why I thank God for Google. I had the actual thing that I wanted to read. Um get it this out. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, she, so, so it, it started with her saying that she did not want to do press mm -hmm. for the, for the French Open. Mm -hmm. It gave her, it was overwhelming for her. When she did not want to do the press, they find her and they find her an astronomical amount of money. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, I'm going to withdraw from everything. I don't want it, the spotlight to be on me. I'm going to withdraw from the whole um, French Open. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like the number two or number one seed in tennis. So that gets a big deal. She? She's young. She's like, mm -hmm. she's young. Um, so, uh, let's see. So she withdrew all together. And did she yeah. put a statement out? Yeah, so this is her statement. Um. The truth, so we're going to start here. It says, the truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. opened in 2018. Now, I've had a really hard time coping with it. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted. And anyone that has seen me at tournaments 
will notice that I am often wearing headphones as that helps dull my social anxiety. Though, though the tennis press has always been kind to me, and I want to apologize especially to all the, all the cool journalists who I have hurt, I am not a natural public speaker. Um, yeah, we can't see what that says. Hold on, let's say. Oh, over here. So she says, I am not an actual public speaker and get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. I get really nervous and find it stressful to always try to engage and give the best answers that I can. Um, then she says, come on now. We ain't going up no further, Donna. To the left now, y'all. <laughs> nope. Oh, nope. Sorry, y'all. We working from the computer and not my phone. So here in Paris, I was already feeling vulnerable and anxious, so I thought it was better to exercise self-care and skip the press conference. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts, and I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament, apologizing and saying that I would be more than happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I will really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for players, press, and fans. Anyways, hope you're all doing well and staying safe. Love you guys, and I'll see you when I see you. I think that was so dope of her. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, so I think that a lot of times we, as people that work in any field, right, mm -hmm. whether you're, uh, you know, seen as a celebrity or whatever the case may be, People don't realize the mental health component that comes with a, with the job, with the mm -hmm. work, whether it's stress, whether it's, you know, you having to make some type of productivity or dealing with clients or dealing with bosses. And, you know, some mm -hmm. people just have stressful type of jobs, right? Right. Um, if you're a therapist and you're constantly, you know, in taking other people's issues or, you know, helping people become well. We do we give them more of a we put them on a pedestal like the she had. I mean, I'm assuming that press is kind of written into her job description, mm -hmm. her. But what happens when you need to take a break? Right. Right. So everything that's written into our job descriptions as we work for whoever else, there's always some type of like, you know, stipulation. If you're sick mentally, physically, however, mm -hmm. like if she feels like she can't handle it, then she shouldn't, she, have, to do she it. shouldn't have to do and it. And they find her like a lot of money. Like it was like a hefty fine for not speaking to the press. And to your point, if and I don't know if anybody else has like social anxiety. Social mm -hmm. anxiety is a real thing. Like I suffer from it a little bit. Like mm -hmm. I can talk in front of large crowds, but my social anxiety comes when I have to have interpersonal conversations. Mm -hmm. When it's just me and you and I don't know you. Or if I'm in a room like a networking situation, mm -hmm. the, the anxiety, like the mm -hmm. heart beating, the sweats, the nervousness, like the sticking to myself, like mm -hmm. the having to be planted in my phone in order to even feel like I can breathe. Right. Is real. And so I can't imagine it for her how it feels to not be comfortable, never being comfortable public speaking. Mm -hmm. And now because of what you love to do has put you in the limelight. So now you have to do these things. Right. And then as someone, I mean, she articulated herself well right. as a young girl, as someone who, you know, she's, she's dealt with this, what she says in 2018. Right. Um, so now we're, you know, we're three years later, three years later, we went through a pandemic. Like she seems as if she knows herself enough to know. I'm going to withdraw. My mental health is greater than this. Because how many times have we not put our mental health first, right? Right. How many times have we allowed the things of the world, mm -hmm. like all these worldly things, all these jobs, these other people, these um, pressures of mm -hmm. whatever it is to then, you know, 
impact our mental health. Because mm-hmm. then what would have happened if she would have, you know, went deeper into her depression? Right. And, you know what I'm saying? Anything right. could have happened. Exactly. Um, and that's when those negative coping skills come in. It. So right. for her to be a, to assert herself enough to say like, I feel like, mm-hmm. and I need this in the moment mm-hmm. is 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 so dope. And I must, I will hope that she's in therapy for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's those are the tools that you learn in therapy, like right. to advocate. I told my client today, like you have to advocate for yourself. Like I can right. be there to support. I can give you all the tools, but you have to advocate for yourself. I can't speak for you. I can't advocate for you. Mm-hmm. And, and to her, to Naomi's point, like you, you, that's what you should do. You should advocate right. for your mental health. If you need a break, you need a break. Right. Point blank, period. And, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be that, to your point, if I can't do this part of my job, then I have to be fined for not doing this part of my job. If I physically or mentally can't do it. Right. So I think that we need to start looking at mental health. Mm-hmm. Just as important as if it was a broken leg, y'all wouldn't find her if she broke her leg, right? And couldn't, right? And couldn't exactly. perform in the or couldn't participate in the in the um the tournament. tournament, right? But, but also, she did mention that um that the rules or the requirements were outdated. outdated, right? So, I mean, we deal with this all the time, right? In mental health, things mm-hmm. are generally outdated. It takes years and years of research and certain things to put into stuff to to adapt them to today's needs, mm-hmm. today's people. Um, and I'm obviously not familiar with the tournaments or tennis or anything but mm-hmm. i'm sure that you know they may not take into accountability the mental wellness of people right mm-hmm. because that's the world we live in and um is in paris mm-hmm. um the french open yeah. so who so who knows what you know what type of regulations rules mm-hmm. or um how aware they are of these types of things right so i applaud her for that right. i'm here for it yep and i'm and i support it. a lot of people have come out serena mm-hmm. um Will Smith made something today and came out. That was super loud. Came out today and did a post for her. So, um, you know, she she has, she definitely has our support. I'm not even, probably doesn't, right. probably won't ever know, but like she <laughs> does have our support in it because I think that's important to advocate for yourself. Right, for sure. Definitely. All right, so while we're talking about sports, let's talk about uh, LeBron James last night. So the Lakers were eliminated in the first round. Um, this is the first time for LeBron James. He's never been eliminated in the first round mm-hmm. um, with other playoffs ever. Um, but he walked off the court and he did not greet or high five or shake hands with anybody mm-hmm. um, from the Phoenix Suns. Now, was he the only person that didn't? Yeah, like everybody else was out there taking pictures, dabbing mm-hmm. it up. Um, and what was interesting is that one of his closest friends, Chris Paul, plays for the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. And so he didn't even like greet him. And I don't know what they did afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they if he texted him and he got back there, but it's like. Donna, if I don't care how disappointed I am, my friend wants something. Right. My friend is going somewhere. Like my friend is getting something that they've been working for just as hard as I'm working for it. Right. So it's like even when I pass my test, like you're not about to be like, well, I ain't passed my, I ain't passed my test yet. Like <laughs> right. no, we're not doing it. Right. Like we're celebrating every win. Right. And as a friend, I just felt like you need to celebrate with your friends. Whether it's not a good moment for you, mm-hmm. like how do you show up still for your friends when you're disappointed? I guess right. is my question. Like. And some people can't kind of deal with those complex emotions. Mm-hmm. Those emotions of, I'm happy for you, but say it for me. Some mm-hmm. people, you know, can't handle it, don't know kind of how to intermix the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know LeBron well enough to know if he, if he is able to. Um, mm-hmm. I also thought about that is that, um, I mean, if he was the only one and, you know, generally that's something that you do, that is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, however, people... Sometimes other people have to show grace because we don't know how, you know, what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
Yeah, I definitely think that something was up. But also, make sure you checking on that person to see why they responded that way mm-hmm. before you kind of blow up and right. like, well, you know, such and such. I think and it's such. always important to negotiate, right? When right. we're when we're when I teach my clients how to effectively communicate, like show up knowing that there has to be some negotiation. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to be hundred percent correct. They're not going to be hundred percent correct. Where do we meet in the middle? Mm-hmm. So to your point, like. Yeah, maybe Chris should check on LeBron and be like, yo, bro, like, you right. ain't come dap me up. Like, what's up? You good? Like, mm-hmm. I know you may not be good, but let's talk. You know what right. I mean? So I think that's an important piece, too, that we can't just get mad. You know how our thoughts are. Like, when a situation happens, like, our thoughts are just the way we interpret the situation. So mm-hmm. Chris Paul could be like, right. oh, he, bro, man, da, da, da. and LeBron might just be like, yo, my stomach was hurting. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So we don't. We don't you know, know what really, it was, but right. I think. But being as though he's a public figure and obviously the whole world saw yes, it. Yes, and you should have been a good sportsmanship. He has should've a little had... bit more responsibility right. to, you know. Right, right. Because even us, like, we have the responsibility to show up and be honorable wherever we show up if we show up in public. Right. Like, it is It is what it is. Like, so I think for him too, like, because of who you are and whether you want to be a role model or not, you have placed yourself in a position to be a role model. You have a whole school mm-hmm. that is your school that kids look up to you. So, right. like, when they're watching the game, they need to see you shaking somebody's hand to show good sportsmanship because right. even when you lose, there's still lessons. Like, it's right. really not, Jay-Z said, it, it's really not a loss. Like, nothing right. is really a loss. Like, it's a lesson. So, and you've been here before. You won championships. Mm-hmm. Celebrate this man. Right. right. Like, that's what I'm saying. But, to your point, sometimes our thoughts can interpret situations differently than what they are su- supposed to be seen mm-hmm. in. So. Right. And then maybe the lesson is after the fact, he'll, you know, he'll... Uh, say or publicly say or what privately say like dang like look what I did this is not what you do this mm-hmm. is you know I had a moment it's acceptable because I like you know I'm not perfect these mm-hmm. things, things happen and then you kind of learn the lesson from there but right I didn't know LeBron was a um, sore loser though that's what I'm saying like really <laughs> especially when you have rings to go on your fingers right. like you been like, like I know everybody you want to win you right. want to win I get it everybody wants to win Everybody wants the sprinkles. You just don't want to go to the playoffs. You want to get the championship. Right. I get it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, just be a good sportsman. Right. Sometimes we have to deny how we feel in the moment to celebrate other people. And then mm. you can have your moment. You right. can have your moment. Thanks. Um, lastly, me and Donna are featured on the um, Unrecognized Road podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Unrecognized, Unrecognized Real podcast with Aaliyah Michelle. Um... Reese, Reese, yeah, and, and then good. Uh, that might be the same person. No, I think it's a different person. It's a guy, but we didn't record with him, right? So we didn't. Mugger Reese and Bang. I think they were saying Bang. Send about Bang. Okay. <laughs> well, just follow the Unrecognized Real podcast. Yes, um, our episode yes. is up. It's called Black in Therapy. Uh, we talk a lot about everything in that episode. Ooh, um, Make sure y'all listen and don't watch. Cause our- <laughs> no, watch because it's hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious to me because I was there and like I know Donna and it's like, look at her facial expressions. And I forgot, and my facial expressions. forgot that I, I really forgot like, because we record here and I feel like I can say what I can say and y'all might pick up that something's going on because Sarah might respond to how like a look or something. But like y'all can't see my face. And it's funny because. You can see my face, and I literally forgot recording. <laughs> and this was recorded a couple of months ago, too, guys. So listen, right? Don't nothing is the same now. <laughs> Nothing's the same. Um, nothing is the same now. But it was a dope conversation. It was Definitely. dope to interact with um other black people who um you know have a mindset to to want to you know be impactful. Mm-hmm. Right. And Aaliyah um, has a um has a therapy journal out. She mm-hmm. has a um a poetry book as well out. Um, and hopefully she'll be in back into doing poetry now that the world is. Coming back, to, yeah, or coming whatever back to, to the new normal. 
Um, so yeah, so let's jump into our first segment. Uh, I got a story to tell. I gave you a, I gave you a chance to say something. I gave you, you a didn't. Chance. You was like, Sarah. Nope. I gave gave the five oh. second pause. Story. What story can I tell this week? Um, I'm sure you had many of them. So, I um, it's funny when you think about anxiety, right? I had an interview this week um, because you know I have to get my hours for mm-hmm. my um, to get my license. I have to get hours, so I have to actually like see a good amount of people mm-hmm. to get my therapy hours um we need like three thousand hours i'm like need probably like 1600 more so i had to do these hours so i had an interview and i always have trouble describing myself and that mm-hmm. maybe this is like a truth i'll save that other part for the truth mm-hmm. but it's like i always get like anxiety and start sweating like when i have to describe a, myself and so when the, the story of the interview is that like I wasn't anxious going in it, but mm-hmm. I was anxious in, in it. it. Like, I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute, I wasn't ready. Yeah, like, I wasn't ready. Um, but, yeah, and that, so that's that's part of the story. The others, the other, and it's not really not a long story. That was all I really had this week. I didn't really do much. Um, but wait, so how did you, so so you had anxiety at the interview. Yeah, I had anxiety, but still. I got through it because I just took my time. Mm-hmm. I took my time with it, like, and I didn't try to rush the answer. So, like, even when mm-hmm. she asked me questions, I was pausing. I was like... And I apologize for pausing one time, but I'm like, I'm not apologizing for pausing because I need to get myself together. Like, right. so I need to process my thoughts. And so I'm not apologizing. So I guess another part of the, my story this week is say that processing matters mm-hmm. um, because it's important that you just don't speak. Right. Because I think sometimes when we are angry or anxious or whatever we feel, like sometimes words just come out. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to process um, what we want to say, how we want to say it, and make sure we deliver it the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we don't, then things can kind of be interpreted again with those thoughts. People can interpret what we're saying differently right. than what we really mean. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we take time. And like, I guess that was something that I was aware of this week where it's like, yo, take some time and think before you speak. You right. don't have to have a reaction the second somebody finishes asking your question. Mm-hmm. Like, process it. Right. And that's um, something that I actually generally tell my clients when they're having issues with like responding to people or snapping mm-hmm. on people is like wait before you respond. Mm-hmm. Take five seconds, take some deep breaths. Don't respond automatically because even even in sessions and I have to find my you know, even myself like kinda like having a pause because sometimes if it's um you know in person it's easier to kinda like take a you know, take mm-hmm. a breath, take a because you see the person mm-hmm. so you know like they're processing. But when you're maybe on Zoom or on the phone is a little bit different. So mm-hmm. sometimes like I have to even tell myself like Hold on, just mm-hmm. you don't have to like respond so quick. Right, right, right. Shoot, even when I was at the light today, the man like beat me. I'm like, as soon as the light I turns, swear, like I gotta my, make sure nobody running the light right. before I take my, my hand Gotta move, right? Just get y'all need a, a pause before right. we move. So maybe that's the episode. <laughs> take a pause. <laughs> take a pause, honey. Um. So yeah. So I I think that's my story. Also to speak to, um, and I don't want to stand all over the place, but I think a few weeks ago we talked about being open. Mm-hmm. So like, and I'm not just saying love. I'm talking about life. Period. Oh yes, I remember that. Episode. Right, when you talk about being open, mm-hmm. and I think that um, there's a grace portion when you're open, mm-hmm. and I think that I'm like allowing it to happen. You, know? like, mm-hmm. I guess that's a part of my story. Like, this week is that, or yeah, my story that I got to tell is that I'm allowing the grace to happen while I'm being open, mm-hmm. because you know it's like we could find a million things wrong with everything, 
But once you stop finding things wrong with people, with places, with jobs, with, you know, anything. Because we can complain about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But once we stop looking for the negative and, like, searching for the positive or just allowing the positive to come, Mm -hmm. I think that's when we can, like, live in this grace of, like, peace and, like, happiness and and maybe even joy, I dare to say. Mm -hmm. So... That's my story. Like, I'm, I'm open. I, I have been open and, and have been receiving what comes with being open. Right. And then I'm also learning to take pauses and to not always have to feel like I have something to say or apologize for taking a pause. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my story this week. Okay. That's dope. That's some that's some dope lessons um, for the week. What's your story? That's is good. Um, so, y'all know, in the past couple of weeks, I've been having, like, chaotic <laughs> weeks. It's been, like, what did I say? Um, one week, and my cousin <laughs> texted me and was like, you said you was busted and disgusted. <laughs> um, but I found myself getting back on track mm-hmm. a little bit. Not a lot, baby girl, just a little bit. So, this mm-hmm. week, I found myself kind of, like, getting back on track. Even though Monday was a holiday, and it was like, whew, this was a short week. Mm-hmm. Um I still allow myself to kind of like get through it. So, mm-hmm. um, so two things. One thing is that um, I pace myself this week, and I recognize how much time like we actually have in the day. I don't know if it's because it's lighter outside for longer, mm-hmm. and at seven o'clock it's still light outside, mm-hmm. and I still feel like oh I can you know get some work done or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been I've been literally going going at a pace where like it, it's comfortable for me, and I don't feel um, I'm not allowing myself to be pulled every which mm-hmm. way. Because, y'all, it's, it's a lot happening. I feel like I got, you know, I got to deal with my, my full-time job, my part-time, like, mm-hmm. cl- therapy clients, mm-hmm. um, which is not my full-time job. And then dealing with, um, I guess, my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, just navigating summer. Like, my son is about to be out of school, but I'm going at my own pace. I literally, this week, I, like, wrote down... And I took breaks. Like, I'm, and we always talking about celebrating it. And we, you know, feeling like sometimes you're not. I don't doing think we enough. have celebrated in a minute. Um. I mean, I know we toasted last week, but I don't is think. Is that we, not a celebrate? Oh. I don't think we oyster champagne. Uh, well, we going to have to set a date. Sarah booked yeah. up all June. So I don't know what our. You just made that up. You told me earlier oh, today. Oh, yes, 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 yes. No, for like two weekends. Yeah. Bam, we already got through one. We already in one weekend. Okay, okay. You're, we in you're right, you're right. I'm about to say, you literally told me earlier, like, we didn't make it up. I'm booked all month. This is what okay. you told me. Um, So I got to get Sarah to pencil me in for our, our celebration of things because we got a few things to celebrate. Um, But I've been pacing myself. Like, I've been allowing myself to, like, work during the week and do certain things, take breaks here, um watch a show here y'all know I don't watch tv watch a show here watch a show there get back to work and and not feel like I have to like hustle so hard because that goes into my number two this week this week I realized that I don't like the word hustle I don't I feel like hustle so I've never claimed to be like an entrepreneur but like you know I guess my business I put in this I put in this business in, in air quotations y'all <laughs> but the business side of like what I got to do and, and what I'm doing with my business um, is more of an entrepreneurial spirit than like a hustler spirit. I feel like hustler is like, I got to get it. I'm working. It's not, it's no real like passion towards it. Like when you're entrepreneurs, I feel like these are like your babies. Like these things that you're doing is like, I love this. I put my passion, my time into it. Like I want to make sure it's good. It's mm-hmm. Gucci, blah, blah, blah. 
um, where hustle was just like, I can get it however. Like, oh, you got hustle? I could do that. I could, you know, just kind of like doing whatever. It's not no real, mm-hmm. like, heart behind it. Um, and I really never liked hustle, just like we talked last week, that I don't really like hard work. Right. Um, but I recognized that this week that, like, oh, I really do not like hustle. Like, I want to go at my own pace. Um, I want to, you know, do more of an entrepreneurial type spirit versus something where it's like, I got to get it. I, I need, you know, um, even though that can be something positive for people, cause a lot of entrepreneurs feel like, you know, they can't depend on like a mm-hmm. job or anything. They got to hustle. But I feel like entrepreneurial spirits is more of like a, I don't know, more of just like a pace mm-hmm. breed. I, I don't know what you think about that. Cause you, you are entrepreneur. You've been an entrepreneur for Half my life, so <laughs> you've been an entrepreneur for what ten years? Almost. Um, again, I'm not a hustler. I remember my uh, my big sis husband was like, "You ain't no hustler. You ain't got no shirts in the car. You ain't no hustler." <laughs> and I'm like, so "Yeah, you got nah, nah. shirts out your trunk." Yeah, not <laughs> right. And when you, you know don't I mean? feel like you're passionate about something, I asked Sarah to do something for me. Not for me. I asked Sarah about one of her businesses, and she was like, "You know." That's not really in my spirit anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I think passion does drive it. I think what makes you happy, what drives your heart is what, you know, there are certain people I can't say no to. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mentor today hit me up mm-hmm. for some shirts. I There's no way in the world I will ever be able to part my lips to say no to this man. Right. Um. So do I want to do that? No. I got to right. preach this weekend. I got to. Right. You know, I had I had plans. You got, you got plans. Okay. <laughs> I had plans. plans. You know what I mean? And you know, but you're doing you doing know? it. But I'm doing it, and I'm. It ain't even about the money for me at this point mm-hmm. no more. Like it's about right. But I feel like that is what a hustlers are right, for the money. Right, right. But mm-hmm. I think because money comes, and I don't, I don't ever worry. I, to say I don't worry about money would be a lie. But I always know that God is going to come through with money. Like mm-hmm. on my days where I'm like dead broke, it's like, oh, you want to um come preach or like like it's like mm-hmm. and not that I preach for money I don't preach for money but it's right. like you know you're gonna get an right. offering like so it's like or days when it's like yo can you come teach this class real quick I'll mm-hmm. give you whatever to do it it's like so God always uses my gifts to provide for me like right. I'm not ever worried really about ever like being flat face broke like it's mm-hmm. always something um that God comes through for so like I, I guess that's why I don't hustle because I'm like God is my father like do I really Right. Got to hustle? Or do I got to walk on my purpose? Right. Walk, walk on your purpose, walk at your pace. Yeah. Let me write that down for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my take on it. You know, you know, I love it. You know, you love to put Jay-Z in you. I got the hustle spirit, period. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know. Jay-Z ain't out here hustling now, though. No, he's making his money work for him. Right. As and you know, it should be doing. Right. As you're doing with your business. <laughs> business. You know what I mean? Right. Wait, so, what did I just say? I got right it down. I said, uh, what we say? Passion? Get your own pace. Something. Pace and know. passion. Something like that. Yes. Um, so that's my story. I'm moving okay. at my own pace. Yeah, moving um, with passion. Moving in your I'm purpose. Moving, I'm, I'm moving with passion. And you're walking um, in your purpose. Period. Pace, passion. And that's it. That's pace, all we can passion do. passion, and purpose. I think when people try to go beyond that, they start stressing themselves out. Mm-hmm. And I think, and even today I told my client, like, yo, it's okay not to know. It's okay not to have all the answers. It's right. okay to be where you are today and say, I am safe and I have everything that I need. And tomorrow's going to come. Right. Today we did a, um, me and Carl, Pastor Carl did an um, interview with Reverend Naomi. For, she's the head of like interfaith um, for the city. Mm-hmm. And faith like 
um, I don't know the word that they use, but like she's headed all like the faith based stuff for the city. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she asked us like, what will we leave with the with the city? What what are what are our last words with the city? And I'm like, yo, I have a tattoo on me that says, "While well, I breathe, I hope." Mm-hmm. Right. And and I explained to her why why that's so important to me. Right. Because every day, Donna, like we we, we automatically think negatively. Right. But every day, I'm going to be intentional about my breathing and my hoping. Like right. I'm going to take these deep breaths. I'm going to hope. I'm going to believe that whatever I feel today, tomorrow is another opportunity. Mm-hmm. And she responded and said, you know, I often tell people that tomorrow, today is the tomorrow you were scared of. Mm-hmm. Right? So today you're living in what you were afraid to step into right. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think that when we look at that, we have survived a lot of bad days in our life. Right. Things Keep going. We didn't think we were going to get Keep through. going. You know what I mean? While we breathing, we hoping. As long as I got breath, I'm going to hope. Right. So that's how I look at it. I don't, I don't, I don't think beyond, I've trained myself not to think beyond the, the moments because that's when stress comes. Mm-hmm. Where am I at right now, Donna? We in this room? All our needs are met? <laughs> it, are you, are you, right. Your bills paid? They pay, honey. Right. I don't have no big six-figure job yet, but all my little things right. are working it out. So just walk in your passion. Walk in your purpose. Oh, Let yes. God take care of the rest. That's Thanks. my story this week. I'm tapping my phone like it's just one. Like idea. it's about to come on, right? It's not. All right, so let's get ready for our next uh, segment. <laughs> Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. So last week, me and Donna started to touch on um, the importance of doing your homework. In therapy. And you can't cheat like you can in grade school, oh high God. school, college. You ain't, ain't no cheating, okay? You can't call your best friend up and say, hey, you got that, that math problem answer. Do your homework. Doing your homework. Like, it's the follow-up for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the it's the what you do at home. Like, I can't, I can be a therapist for an hour, right? right. I can be a therapist prior to that because I'm preparing for the session. Mm-hmm. I can't be a therapist after I close my laptop or damp you up when you leave my office mm-hmm. i need you to do the work right when you're in so you that when you come back or 14 because right. sometimes it's bobby right right you have time in between to do your part so that this journey can be successful right because you can't want it more than a person wants it right and i can't i can't evoke change in you if you don't do the part, like you can't do the work. Like if I'm, it's like me talking to a brick wall. How how is the brick wall going to ever form into something if you not it's just you're a not brick wall? Right. You ain't you ain't listening. It ain't getting through. Right. You, ain't, you gotta. You're doing yourself a disservice when you don't do your homework. It's for you. It's not for the therapist. It's right. for you. It is definitely in. I definitely always am checking on like doing my clients' homework, and sometimes it gets to the point where guess what. You don't have homework because you did so well in your homework. You know what? Take a break. Keep on that. Keep on what you're doing. I'm not even going to add nothing to mm-hmm. it. I'm not, you know, continue, continue, you know, pressing on. So with something that's is consistent for you, something that's more of a habit mm-hmm. now that you're doing. But you got to do the homework. Listen, I, I'm on my kids. I'm going to take my kids. I'm on my kids. My kid, like, I'm like, so did you, how's your affirmations going? How was your journaling with your time and stuff? Mm-hmm. What? We talk. You're never going to get better, even at your 10-year-old self, right? if you don't do your homework. Like, I can't sit in the mirror with you and be like, come on now, girl. Right. Say them affirmations. It don't work like that. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't. 
Um, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes homework is something that clients not, might necessarily like. You can't. You feel because like it's you can't do. It's hard. But if you don't do the work, if you don't get through the challenges, you still won't be here. No matter how much we process these things, you have to. Like, it's the consistency for me. It's right. the discipline for me. It's the habits. It's the building up the stamina. It's like, right. if, if you can do this hard thing right here and get through it, and we can come back and process this hard thing in therapy together, mm-hmm. you will be so much stronger than you were a week ago prior to you doing the right. homework assignment. Do the homework. And the thing is, it's not like you got to do it alone. Like, you might have to do it alone at home, mm-hmm. but you can bring up and be like, you know what, yo, I struggle mm-hmm. with this part. Right. And then we can process this part. Right. But if you don't do it at all, right? Because I'm really sometimes I'm basing my session on a homework I assigned to you the week before, right? So I'm like, oh, bet so and so did this for homework. I can come in here and build on whatever they the progress they made with the homework and do this, right? And if you don't do it, don't believe the hype, but you ain't going to get well, right? If you don't do your homework, facts. And that's on Mary because you you gotta do it. <laughs> that's on Mary, little lady. That's on Mary. <laughs> uh, so do your homework. That's that's it. That's all. Period. Whatever, yes. whatever everybody's saying, yeah. Yo, they say purr. I'm like. Oh, oh from the bull um, in the wheelchair. I don't even know where it came from. The bull in the wheelchair. He say purr. He burned his head up and got the teeth. You know how I'm yeah. doing. Um, but yeah. So that's our Don't Believe the Heights segment. Now it's time for Donna's favorite segment. Truth is. Sarah, what's your truth this week? Um, I never forgot it. And I just said I had the truth. Uh, my truth this week is that um, though I have worked hard to get past public opinion, I think I still care sometimes what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Not to the extent where I won't do something, and maybe to the extent that I won't do something, but it's like I, I really do care about public opinion at times. Like, and I can talk heavy and be like, I don't care what people think, but it's like, mm-hmm. I do. I think I've grown and gotten a lot better with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about how I dress now. Like, I feel like if I feel like I'm cute, I'm cute. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Look at my, look mm-hmm. what I got on right now. Like, I don't. I like this, what I got on now. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, you know, I'm past that part of it. But sometimes, I guess the higher you go in life or the more people you're around, you got to get past another public opinion. So, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is for me. Like, I've gotten past public opinions to this certain point in my life. But now that we're around other people, you know, mm-hmm. with established things that we're trying to do and around, mm-hmm. I'm just being exposed to different people and, and more things. Um, it's like, I know I got to get past this level of public opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I'm at now in my life where it's like, now getting past that. Like, okay, I've, I've mastered this part. Now I got to get past that part about public opinion. So right. that's my truth. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle sometimes because not that you want to be perfect, but you want to always show up as your best self. You want to present your best self. You don't want anybody to be able to talk bad about you or your brand mm-hmm. because, you know, you right. want to be the best. Right. And I think, I think to, to add to that, I would, I would think in my opinion, it's more of, of like showing up in a specific space mm-hmm. as, as your best self. Right. Mm-hmm. So like maybe you feel like, you know, what you wear or how you act or, you know, however you're perceived mm-hmm. to certain people. And I think it's also because, like, you're a multi-faced, right? Mm-hmm. You're North Philly Sarah, but you're also a therapist, but you also might be on the phone with the mayor or what. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you multi-faced. So mm-hmm. I think is 
it's more so of like you just gotta sh- you could show up different ways and it's not necessarily that you like oh my gosh what do people think it's just that like you want to show up a certain way mm-hmm. and it's and it's fine to do that mm-hmm. because like i said a couple episodes ago right I could be a therapist, but I might be on social media twerking. It's like, I don't twerk, I don't twerk. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, so, um, so I feel you on it. Feeling like it's, uh, like, new levels, new devils, is that, is that, that, that <laughs> Not even, Yeah, I guess, yeah. So, yeah. Listen, that's new devils, new devils. You got to conquer different things as you're, right. as you're moving on up. I'm just right. trying to move up, move on up with you, sis. Just trying to move on up with you. So, I hear you on it. Um... So, what's your truth, sis? Mm, y'all know this is not my favorite segment. And sometimes when I tell my story, I feel like I be having little gems, little truths up in there. Um, but it took, it took, it took me a little way today to figure out my truth. Um, and I just was thinking of one. And then I want to say, I think I talked about this, but it's another truth that I've been going through this week. And is that intersection of joy and sadness, that mm-hmm. intersection of things. And today, specifically, I had literally an intersection of I got through, um, I was anxious about something in my business. Boom. Conquered it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was checked. Got it. Like, slam dunk. Better than I had ever thought it would go. Right? But then... Um, and I don't ever think I even mentioned this on a podcast, but, um, my family lost, um, she was a cousin to me, an aunt to most of my other cousins, um, a niece to my dad, um, a few weeks ago, um, which has been leaving me at this intersection of like joy and grief or happiness and sadness all together. And it was literally a mere, I don't even know the time period, but it was literally me feeling like slam dunk, conquered this. Mm -hmm. To crying, like literally, like to, to crying because today we um we were able to see her obituary, mm-hmm. and um and I feel like my truth is that I I can do it, like I can get through it, I can celebrate her and grieve her and be sad about it, um even though she didn't, you know she didn't want us to obviously be sad, she wanted us to celebrate her, um we grieve in our own way, so I'm gonna be sad, I'm gonna be happy, um but I'm still kind of processing that whole like celebration and grieving and then when you specifically talk about um specifically talked about like how people perceive you or how you know you kind of do think about how people feel I feel like I can relate to that in the sense that like I wonder if or how how things are perceived because people may see me celebrating right it's Mm -hmm. Friday I'm I'm you know I live for Fridays I love the weekend now I mean I'm celebrating on a Tuesday too but, like, because I'm out here, it's just, like, you know, celebrating or doing whatever or, you know, posting, however. It's just, like, I'm still grieving back here. Mm-hmm. And I've allowed myself to kind of post some of those things, even though I'm not, I'm more of a private person and normally wouldn't. But I've allowed myself to post those things because of their perception. It's just, like, like I really was thinking, like, does, do my cousins think I'm just out here, like, not have like you know not having my moments every day Mm because I still cry literally every day when I think about my cousin like Mm -hmm. every single day um and this is the greatest grief I've gone like I haven't gone through like losing somebody like this ever Mm -hmm. so 
I, I get the public, like the perception of like, I wonder, I hope people don't think a certain way because of what's perceived or whatever. So I feel you on that aspect, but I'm allowing myself to be in that intersection and continue with that intersection and I'm pacing myself. So like, I don't need to conquer all these things because I'm still grieving. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still celebrating, you know, small wins, things that I'm still accomplishing, but I'm still, you know, grieving mm -hmm. and allowing myself to kind of go through that at my own pace. So that kind of goes back to my story, my truth. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, so yeah, that's I think that's truth. dope to even to be aware of it. And we talk about awareness a lot, like mm -hmm. you know, being aware of how we feel, where we're at, and even aware that sometimes we do worry, like that people perceive us in a different way. Even though you need to grieve how you want to grieve, like mm -hmm. if you want to go drink champagne and that's you grieving, mm -hmm. then that's you grieving, and right. nobody can judge you or tell you how to grieve. There's no specific way to grieve. Mm -hmm. um, but I get what you're saying is that like I don't want people to think I'm not grieving or that right. I don't feel affected or that we're not in this together right because I'm grieving too mm -hmm. but I choose to grieve this way right so yeah that was dope that was a dope truth all right so we are almost done it is pride month and um so let's jump into our because we got a question about this so let's jump into our final segment of two minute sessions So it's Pride Month and, um, you know, we are a safe place for our brothers and sisters or our, our folks. I'm not even going to say brothers and sisters because people may not identify as either or. Mm -hmm. um, but we're a safe place. Um, Black and Therapy Podcast is definitely a safe place uh, for our LGBTQI, I feel like I'm missing letters. A, a plus. plus. Mm -hmm. um, we're definitely a safe place and um, we talk about that a lot. We had a lot of classes that... Helped us sexuality um, and be okay with, with everything, mm -hmm. right? And understand. I think that I think that the the problem comes in when you when you don't understand when you're ignorant to it. Mm -hmm. Um. So you know, and even for us, we both are believers, but it's like you know that intersection of science and religion. Like, and mm -hmm. it's just you know we got it. Science is real too, right? Um. So you know, that's where we are. But we are definitely a safe place and space. Um. For for anybody who who needs it. So we got a question in our DM, and Donna is going to get it right for us. Um, I am. What was the <laughs> question, sis? Remind me, because you told me we'll be narrowing what, what, what? What? How? How do I react when my child come right comes to me comes and expresses to, me to their me that they their are. sexual orientation? Right. Um, Let's wait for the horn to stop. So the question was, um, how do I resp respond or react um, when my child comes to me with their sexual orientation? Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, so happy Pride Month. Um, we are all in support, just like Sarah said. So um, I kind of not struggle with this, but this was a challenge for me as a, as a parent and then as a therapist. As a therapist... Um, I'm always going to affirm mm -hmm. um, that person. Um, I'm always going to show positive regard. I'm always going to support their um, su support them in what and whatever they choose or whatever mm -hmm. they feel. Always. So so first things first is to affirm that person, and then a lot of times it took so much for them to come and to say it. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. That you have to praise them in being the that strength. brave and bring, being that aware of themselves, mm -hmm. right? Um, and discuss that awareness. So a lot of times I 
um, when I'm talking to people, especially in when when dealing with sexuality and, and those sorts, is is more of a tell me how tell me about how aware you are of yourself. Mm -hmm. So they have to kind of dig into themselves and let you know how aware because that's a strength. The strength is being aware. Right, right. So right. I always want to want to make sure that they're looking at it as a strength. You're aware of yourself. You're aware of your preferences, your orientation. You're aware of your thoughts, your feelings. Um, you know, you're aware of that. Tell me about, tell me about that, mm -hmm. um, and affirm those things. So those are kind of like the first two things, um, that I would do as a parent. I would say to the parents to do, to, um, affirm them, let you know that they support them. Um, you support them in, in their decision or, you know, whatever they choose to identify as, mm -hmm. however they choose to live their lives. Um, and then make sure they know that it's a strength that they are saying that they are coming out to you saying these things, that they're brave enough, um, to, to talk about it and say mm -hmm. those things to you because a lot of times they don't, you know, they may have taken some time to say it or practice or whatever. So affirm them in their awareness of their self. Right. And I think too, the question was like, do I, how do I react or respond? I think it's important that we don't react. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes we can react cause we're scared. Mm -hmm. Like when we think about, it's not so much that the child is saying whatever, however they identify or sexually, whatever sexual orientation they, you know, identify with, but it's like, you start getting afraid of everything you see on the news. Like, you start automatically thinking negatively, right? Mm -hmm. So, I, th I think it's important that we respond and not react, right? right? And when I say respond, I think you respond with love. Yeah. I think, again, you affirm them. Like, what you said was all good points, but I think the love piece is important. Like, they need to know that they are safe with you because the world is not a safe place. Right. So, if I know I can come to my family or my parents or my guardian and have a safe place, then that's 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 the game changer right there. Mm -hmm. Like if I have because then I won't I might not experience experiment with unsafe things out in the world because I know I can come here and have these conversations or right. I know I can get what I need from here. I don't have to try to get it from anybody else. Right. So I think is that we create that safe space and we fill it with love. Definitely. And I think that's how you respond. Never react. That's how you respond. And I don't have any kids, but as as a as an aunt, mm -hmm. I would want my my nephews to feel safe enough to be able to mm -hmm. share and, and 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 whatever they need to come to me and tell me right so i know that might not be somebody's like you know ideal or like you know way you see things when you have kids but we don't know what life's going through it is so we got to be prepared right. and we got to love them regardless right and i and i think that ideally you should like whatever their sexual orientation or or issue or you know whatever they're fighting inside of them, whether it's you know coming out or saying it mm -hmm. or knowing knowing at birth or mm -hmm. knowing at three years old or knowing at twelve, mm -hmm. whatever whatever they may or may not have struggled with, you know it's not necessarily it shouldn't be your thought process. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be your thought process as a. Um, as a parent, mm -hmm. you know, we think five fingers, you know, 10 fingers, 10 toes, not five. Like healthy, right, right? Right. We think health, healthy, right. right? Healthy mind. Right. You know, and, and we know that. It's more stuff that's important. Like, right. It's more, I'd rather you be mentally well than, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. So, that's our episode for this week, Donna. What's our feel good, thanks. What's our feel good, um, song this week? It feels good. That's what you want to be? Yeah. I don't know. That just came to my mind. You know, that I can got, be a song. Tell me, tell me, tell me. It feels good. Oh, you always got to sing. What? <laughs> so, It Feels Good by Tony, Tony, Tony will be our feel good song of the week since Donna just felt it in her spirit. I did. Um, so, thank you again for tuning in to another week of Black and Therapy. Make sure you check out the episode you may have missed, we got a dope episode with Commissioner Outlaw. We got a dope episode with Cherry Gregg. 
We got a dope episode with Aaliyah and Michelle. We got a dope episode with my sisters, um, Summer and Sydney. Yeah. What else we got? We got a dope episode last week with me and Donna. So yes. we got some dope <laughs> episodes for y'all. I think our focus, um, well, this is the first episode of season eight. Wait, what? I mean, this is the first episode of season four. Four. I'm like, hold on eight. now. Because it's the eighth. You ain't even yeah. you ain't even introduced us to, to season four. Well, I didn't. I just realized it. Last I... week was our last See, um, episode of season three. Ooh, ooh. So we're in season us. four now. So oh, I, Sarah definitely won't have to pencil me in because we got celebration. <laughs> I think that we want to um, get some men in here. We've been doing a lot of conversations with women. I think definitely it's time to talk some. to some um, men about mental health and definitely. you know where they at with it. So this season, look forward to us bringing some some of Philly's finest men on our podcast. And they fine. Sorry, <laughs> JK. She's open. She's open, y'all. <laughs> JK, receive it. Um, so yeah, we're going to do that. So thank you again, always for tuning in. Make sure y'all check out that episode of Unrecognized Real Podcast that we're featured on. It's called Black and Therapy, just like our show is called Black and Therapy. Um, so thank you all again for listening. Feel Good Song of the Week is Tony, Tony, Tony. Feels good.